Hi everybody and welcome back to the Gentleman's Talk. The dulcet tones of James Dean Littlejohn are back again. Third day in a row. What a star. <laughs> what a star. Oh, by the way, I'm just I'm just praising myself. Um I don't know why. Again, I, I just it's it's I just get I'm, it's nice. I'm riding this positive wave at the moment of I don't know, enjoying this process, I suppose. And um it, it's really helping. It's really helping to me. I don't know why. It's just the engagement. It's, it's firing on all cylinders. And what really has driven me to talk tonight is just that that exact little segment I said. The happiness. Probably listen to the sound of my voice. Probably listen to the way that I'm articulating things with a little bit of gusto, a little bit of spirit. And it made me think today. It made me think. And I was just reflecting. I'd... I'd and trust me, I've not had the greatest of days in terms of you know I've I've, I've vented, um, got a, a meet and greet with my with my new boss and um, yeah managed to sort of vent some frustrations and and hopefully sort of move things forward and uh, and that's the that's the power of communication, um, but yeah you know I drove to work so I always felt I feel I still felt anxious this morning and then, do you know what for the first time this morning I'm not just saying it for the podcast either. Um, uh, for the first time ever, I went along the road and I actually thought about the the accident from from like fourteen years or twelve years ago. Um, I actually thought about it. I actually was going along the motorway thinking, "Oh, it's happened here." And, and I don't know whether I subconsciously did that because I'm because I'm working on myself, I'm developing myself, I'm learning about myself. I don't know whether it was kind of just sub subconsciously because I remember um, quite vividly. When I used to drive past there, when I initially got, um, you know, had the accident and, you know, and I went back to work, um, what I what I did absolutely did, did find was the PTSD. Um, I used to get the smell of sulfur in, in the car and anybody that's that suffered some sort of trauma will know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, and it did. It brought back so many like you, I would even go along as to say, you know, that. I would almost feel the the sound like my ears would pop from the airbags going off, but they wouldn't pop like you know pop like doing an airplane. But I would get like a just a, a ringing noise, which was the after effect of like six airbags smashing you from all around, almost like a WWE wrestling match. Um, and that, that's happened three times, so I I know the experience very very well. All Renaults, all the same rhetoric, all airbags, you know, in the pillars, you know, steering wheel, um, you know. I think it was a different, was there an, an additional one? So yeah, I think the one in the Renault was actually a full skirt, actually, so all around the door. Um, but fuck me, the noise is horrendous, and I and anyone has experienced it, it, it just once an airbag going off in your fucking face. And I often see people driving along. I don't know if you see them. Obviously, I think they're the, the non-confident drivers. The ones that sit like six inches away from the from the steering wheel. I look at them and go, I oh, fucking hell, man. You are going to be hurting for years if you survive. Because when that thing fucking belts you in the face and goes off at fucking Mac 1 coming out of a fucking bosh you know an explosive TNT device that's been sat in there you know teetering on the edge of explosion every single day that you've driven in the fucking hot weather you you know when that thing comes out that fucking thing's coming out with gusto that is fucking taking your cheeks off so when you see them up against it you're like fucking hell mate you are you are going to be the airbag you are now the airbag 
and I don't get it. And I often think to myself, are you fucking for real? If you're not that confident to at least get, I mean, I go further back now. People say to me, why do you, why do you almost sit in the back seat? And I'm like, because I know what the fuck happens when that airbag comes out. And I just tell everybody, oh, I'm comfortable. And I'm like, no, mate, I need to get as far away from that fucking airbag so I get a little bit of momentum to be able to take the airbag properly without taking it in the fucking face. So I, I know that's why I sit back there. So people, and that's, and that's the genuine truth. I mean, I, you know, I, I, that, I've genuinely not told anybody that, but that's why I sit back because I know what the fuck's going on. I even sit past the B pillar because I'm like, nah, that thing's going to fucking go off in the front of my face. <laughs> it's going to fucking, I'm going to hit that and then hit the steering wheel one. Bonus. Get a double barrel, reduce a little bit of whiplash, gives me a little bit of extra, but I'm not getting catapulted fucking left and right through the car. So, and I don't want another accident anyway. So I, I, I often see these things. And anyway, I used to go, I went, so I went past that place and I got the, I used to get the ringing in my ears. I used to get, um, it, it was so vivid. It was unbelievable. I can't explain it. And, and, and unless you've had an experience and I'm not saying like, oh, look at me, I've got an experience. No, I mean, unless you've had an experience of some sort of stature, I mean, we know PTSD, we often associate post-traumatic stress disorder with soldiers don't we you know absolutely because you know they're, they're often in really high stress situations with like explosives going off and everything else and and all this massive horrendous traumas going on with your brain and you know there's no difference to everybody experiences trauma in different ways you know there's obviously hundreds thousands and thousands of soldiers that don't get ptsd but you get the you know the, the odd people that are susceptible to that or they've experienced something that we would never even dream of it's that's why it's you know post-traumatic it's afterwards you've dwelled on it you've not processed it and you know that's almost like the car thing like i said i i vividly know the noise I know what happens. I almost know when it happens. It's almost like uh, it's almost like slow motion. Um, you know, I remember the, the the song that was going on. I remember just looking around and everything was like, Wee! you know, you almost like you see on movies when you know they've almost like a sh like shell shock. You know, you know that sort of thing where everything's just fucking ringing in slow motion. It's exactly like that. And honestly, I, I if you've if you've never experienced it. And I truly hope you never do. Um, it's fucking traumatic. It really fucking is. And you've got shit going on everywhere around you. You've got the smell of sulfur, which is is potent as hell. You've got the ringing in your ears. Things are still going. Fucking engines nine times out of ten are still fucking chuntering along and jugging around. You know, or you've got the engine fucking half moving with, you know, liquid fucking fire penetrating it and it's on your fucking passenger seat going look at me like i had and you're like right i, I know i used to be a mechanic i don't remember ever changing the fucking cam belt on the passenger seat so there's something afoot here something is afoot um and basically that's what i used to do and, and that's why it's post-traumatic stress disorder it's, it's a traumatic experience that you would never experience never think about experiencing and most people i mean i actually had a a, a conversation a, a well you know good-hearted conversation with my um with my new boss because i was explaining to him about my mental health condition and um just to be open and transparent and honesty and and kind of like sort of say you know this is something this is why i may do this you know adhd i'm sort of kind of looking for things and i might get attached to a project that's you know nothing really beneficial but at the same time, you know, um, 
I want to do it, so I'll get into that because that's what I'm interested in, and that's what I do. That's the dopamine hunter. So I had to explain that to him, and uh, yeah, we sort of kind of um, it, it was it was just nice to be sort of kind of open and honest, and I sort of felt kind of you know when I was explaining about the post traumatic stress disorder, and I was trying to and I was trying to articulate in the right way without sort of kind of sounding needy because that's not what I was about. And I told him, and I said, oh, you know, I, I suffered from, um, you know, car crashes. Uh, sorry, uh, I suffered, he suffered something, not car crashes. Um, he suffered something to do with his family. And um, he, he was absolutely, he's, he's so open and transparent with me. It was also really rewarding to understand him a little bit more. And I felt sort of, because I opened up and said about mine, I think he just went, do you know, what? I've got this, mate. And, you know, we, we'll, we beat this together. You know, we, we go forward together. So it's a real good thing. Mental health is... And it was refreshing to have a conversation with a bloke and just be like, yeah, this is who we are, mate. We're just going to move forward. You know, we don't understand some of these things. And, and OK, I understand where you might be like that now. So, you know, and it was kind of and I said to him about the PTSD and he was like, mate, um, how what how the fuck are you still in a car? He's like had one. He's under the spirits a pretty horrific spirits and he won't get in a car now. And I could see the anxiety when he was in the car with me. And he used to touch the bag when, you know, you come up to brakes and stuff. And I went, I, I can see the signs, mate, because that's what I did. And that's how the conversation started. Mine was in a car crash. And he went, how do you still in the car, mate? How do you still get in a car? I was like, because I wanted to. But there's a there's a downside to that is every time I get in a car, I'm anxious. And I fight the fucking shit out of that. And I often, if you're in a car with me, I will take risks in a car because I try to force myself stupidly, not risks that are going to, you know, it, anyone else. I mean, risks as in like, I'll go a bit faster here or a bit faster there, you know, those sort of things. And um, all well within the legal limit, um, of course, when I say faster, you know, accelerating naught to 60 maximum, you know, that's where I go. Um, but so yeah you know and that's where i get the anxiety my adrenaline then starts pumping because i'm in a fight or flight mode and i'm like fuck you i'm fighting all day long and you know so it's quite exhausting to get into a car is very very exhausting i got a hire car last night and i had to go out there last night and set the car up because i knew i was getting up in the morning and it was a new car um so i had to get in set the seat and everything up set the you know connect my phone so airplay went straight on so i didn't have to worry about you know spending time in the morning connecting i checked all the lights because it was at night so i knew it'd be early in the morning and i i checked everything and i was like yeah yeah perfect okay that does that that does that connect my phone bosh 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 seats adjusted nice good to go jumped in it this morning felt like my car to a degree it was a fucking stick shift mate i ain't no stick shifter now i'm an automatic i'm fucking 42 soon you know i'm fucking all down with the autos now i fuck driving the manuals ever again i hate it fuck that it's for the you know drop a gear disappear for the young'uns do you know what i mean i'm all about fucking big licks in the autos you know just fucking sit there press the foot bags of talk fuck off the little ones anyway because you know you're driving around a fucking three liter i prefer that sort of shit you know just cruising um so i was doing stick today so you know, obviously, I fucking dropped a gear, disappeared. <laughs> I just fucking what? No, I didn't. Um, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. No. So it was. Uh, it was. It was good. So you know, I've, it was nice. I, and I think that's what's anyway. Before I've had a massive digression there, but to understand a little bit, I want to give you a little bit of a background, and that's where the title comes into play. A happy man talks. And it is it's so true. Um, you can never shut. And if you speak to any psychologist, anybody else, or any relationship, if you've got a happy man, you will not shut him up. And that was really, really like, I mean, I've heard it before. I've listened to it. Is it true? 
but today i think because i've done podcasts i've really opened up about myself i'm 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 feeling a li- i'm trying to build a bit of confidence from a little slump i've had a couple of weeks ago and i'm still trying to build myself up a little bit i'm still trying to get over certain things it's really weird but it does take me a while and this is a lot this is a lot that people don't understand is although you know you can have a bad day the next day you can put a mask on it it internally it still takes weeks to recover from a down spiral or a depression state or stress it does it absolutely wipes me out so even when i'm positive and and i start getting my you know my vigor and my spirit back i'm still exhausted like i'm 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 shattered now you know my i've got i'm getting migraines today um you know i've i've been out in the car today so that's like massively overwhelmed me um you know those little sort of kind of things and and i just it people don't understand that sometimes with with mental health and this is where i spoke about vulnerability and accountability and looking after yourself well-being this is where i can smash all this stuff down your throat is because you're you're it's a constant battle it's constant but what you what you will see and this is this is across all fucking men and I don't really, and I don't, again, choose your words wisely, James. This is across all men. Sometimes you don't have to drop an F-bomb in there. It, all men, when they are happy, they never shut up and they're not, they're always positive. They, they genuinely are. It doesn't take a massive amount to think about happiness. But when a man, it's like today, just by, you know, going into work, get get to see some colleagues had a real good fucking laugh, you know, coffee, chill out, a bitch and a moan, you know, spoke to my new boss and was able to, uh, you know, explain myself a little bit more so he can understand me a bit more. He opened up to me. So that was a really positive approach to go, okay, well, fair enough. I've got to look out for, and he was like, you know, yeah, look out for my stuff. My stuff that will be coming to you will be blunt and straight to the point. And I'm like, because of, you know, what his, 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 um, his, his stuff, you know, his, his, his problems, not problems, but you know what I mean? Uh, it's how I was trying to find out how to categorize that without categorizing it. Anyway, that's he, that's the way he articulates his emails to me, and I'm like, okay, because obviously that's going to offend me. And I say that because I I like to be like, all right, mate, you know, how's things? And he'll be like, yeah, yeah, you need to do this by this date now, bosh. The reason he's like that is because he just wants results and wants to get move things moving forward. It's clear, precise. I love that. Okay, it's, that's clear and st- precise, straight to the point. In certain episodes, and this is why I had to explain myself, I would take that probably a little bit personally. Um, I don't mean to, but now I know that there's no vicious, you know, there's no viciousness, there's no, there's no negativity behind it. I can resolve that. I can, I, okay, it's fine. That's how we do business. Brilliant. Move forward. That's the communication piece. That's really important. And for me, like I said, this is all encompassed by being open today getting to see colleagues and and just coming home it's shrove tuesday for me you know pancakes i just felt in a good mood i genuinely did and then and it made me reflect so i went out for my walk and i was like oh that was it as well my my, my friend of my colleague uh uh Adam, gave me a fucking amazing torch as well so i go for dog walks uh, obviously every evening it's, it's still pitch black gave me this fucking amazing tactical tactical fucking torch and it literally shone up the fucking world it felt like to me anyway um so again that was an unexpected gift and that i've spoke about them before unexpected gifts 
Um, there's things in the pipeline I'm working on. Um, but, you know, this is the importance. It doesn't matter when you do it or how you do it. Um, th when they're unexpected, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And I think that's, that sort of promotes positivity. And then I came back and I was like, yeah, man, I feel really good. Why do I feel really good? And I was reflecting and I was like, well, I feel good because everything around me at the moment is positive. You know, I don't really, and I'm touching fucking wood, but everything around me is positive. You know, I've, my, my, my daughters are, are moving forward. You know, one's in exams, one's in a job, you know, one's moving forward quite heavily into school. And, you know, everything, it, it, you know, it's not rosy by any stretch of the imagination, but there's positivity around me. And it was even like the conversations today were very positive. They were like, yes, we're going to work together to do this and this and this. And um, excuse me, I'll take a little sip, actually. And it just sort of made me feel elated. It's a good word, isn't it? Elated. Um, and it was interesting then because I came back and I was almost like a chirping bird. Whereas, you know, the last couple of days I've been really fucking negative. I've, Although, you know, like I said... That's the last couple of days, last couple of weeks, sorry. I've been perking myself up, and that's where the, you know, the podcast reinvigorating that, coming on and, and talking about things. And just, again, it's just displaying the positivity that if, you, if you're surrounded by positivity, people are positive, you, you promote positivity. And then you just don't stop talking. Like, even today, I came in and I was like, yeah, man, you know, I feel... I felt positive. I was like, I'll cook tea, I'll clean up, I'll do this, I'll do that. And then I walked the dog, I was bouncing around the field, my new fucking torch going, Whoa, look at this, you fucking idiot. High beam 3000, I've called the fucker. You know, go, go, gadget, fucking high beam 3000. And I was just, I was just in a good mood. And you do, you, you feel, like I said, it's nice to feel elements. I, I love in mental health the positives of when you're developing yourself, when you're looking inwardly for once and actually seeking some sort of guidance to make yourself happy when you actually do that when you actually take accountability for yourself it's a really really good feeling because you promote positivity you push positivity you're surrounded by positivity now okay i don't know what tomorrow brings tomorrow might be a fucking awful day but you know what i've got a good reflection point today and here I am explaining to you, it's, it's good. And like I said, a happy man always talks. They're always positive. They will always try that extra bit. And it's it, it's it, it's such an easy thing. You know, I, I say it's easy. You know, like I said, we have to take accountability and all that sort of stuff. But if you've got, there's, there's certain things that you'll understand and look out for them. These are key points. Is if you've got somebody who's happy, if you're a happy man, you will offer gratitude, won't you? You'll, you'll, you'll be kind. You'll be kind-hearted. You'll be... I mean, we all know about Victor Meldrew and, and the type of person he was and grumpy old bastard. You know, that's not, that's somebody who wasn't happy, grumpy in his old age. But you, you will offer gratitude. You'll be kind. You'll be courteous. You'll be humour. Your humour will be... You'll be humour. You'll be humour. <laughs> you will be humour. You, you will be humorous. You'll be comical you'll have banter how many times and i mean how many times when you're happy so if, if you're in a in a mute point you're in a mute situation you know you can't have much banter so you just you just you know it's tearing you up inside how many men are completely different when they're around their good friends when they're around their good friends at a social event 
Watch the banter flowing. Watch them because they're in a happy environment, which is why we always have to look inwardly. Inwardly, because if you're not happy in your home setting, then you need to look at adapting yourself or finding ways to make it so you are happy in that environment, so you can start being like that around everybody. We are fools to ourselves. We sit and suffer in silence all the time. Um, but when you've got happiness, you'll be kind, courteous. You'll be confident. How, how confident does a happy man feel? When I'm happy, I don't worry about my weight. I don't worry about eating. I just, I just, it just becomes natural and I'm happy. Like today, I was like sat there and I, and I could have gone and, and, and eaten in the restaurant because, you know, I was working away. And I could have kicked the ass out of it. And I've done that before. And I was like, no, why? Why are you doing that? You don't need to do that. So just nice bit of chicken, bit of salad. I'm not telling you what I'm doing. But I'm not trying to, it's in a food show. But subconsciously, I was happy. So I was eating the right things. Do you see how that's, this circle always bounces around? You find that you're optimistic. Happiness revolves around optimistic. When you're negative, when you're depressed, when you're stressed, how negative are you? You almost become a realist. Now, you'll know when I'm happy because I'll be sat there going, oh, fuck, if I won the lottery, I'd do this, do that, do this. You become the optimistic person. You're like, I can do this. I'm going to put fucking two quid on the lottery this weekend and I'm going to spend it on this. And you become optimistic. When you're sad, when you're down, when you're angry, when you're negative, you're the complete opposite. You're like, don't be fucking stupid, mate. It's like one in fucking stupid million of you winning, dickhead. What's the point in wasting your fucking two pound, you knob? You know what I mean? And that's what you'll be like. Don't be stupid. That's what, that's that's the type of attitude you would have if you were happy. And I've been around situations and, you know, when I've been in work and, you know, you're kind of in work, you're bumming along. And I remember sitting there and I remember having conversations. And but there was four of us, four, four gents there. And we were, all, we were all chewing the fat, you know, just sat there. It was a nice, it was an easy life, I'm not going to lie to you. Didn't pay enough, but it was an easy life and a fun life. I had a very, very good time. Um, but we'd be sat there and you, you, we would talk about the lottery and we'd all be like, what would you do, what would you do, what would you do? And you could see the, the power of optimism between all of us thinking if we won the lottery and then all of a sudden someone come in and go, can I have this fucking job? Can you fuck off, mate. I'm living in fucking optimismville. Here, fuck off, <laughs> you know, but you do, you get to a point where that's what you'll be like, and that's the positivity again, you know, we keep going about looking, making sure the people around us are positive, if they're not positive, can we promote positivity, can we be optimistic, instead of being pessimistic and realistic, there's no point in being that, I mean, I've been it, and trust me, I, I can cast my mind back um, to when I was a fucking knob, <laughs> and, and I've been a knob for a few years, um, not the nice way, the, the fucking twat-head way, with depression, I, and I'll openly admit this, I, like I said, I hold accountability that I haven't been the best friend, I haven't been the best son, fucking whatever, husband, fucking whatever, I haven't been the best of anything in the last 14 years, I openly admit that, I'm happy to admit and work on, I, I failed as a father to a degree, you know, I know I wasn't there fully supporting them, but I'm working hard to be a better dad, and I don't, I'm not beating myself up about it, I'm using it as an experience, but for me, I know that that, that failure has happened, so it, it's about 
trying your hardest to undo things, not undo things, but to, to make things right, develop yourself properly. And when you're, when you're sad, and like I said, I, I, I cast my mind back to that time, and I was sat there um, with, with my, actually my best friend, Kieran, um, we were working together, um, and he was sat in the, they sat in the tea bar, and, and I remember him sitting there, not long been, not long moved down, and the thing with me and Kieran are, you know, we're, 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 we're like chalk and cheese, believe it or not, he's very much laid back, fucking chilled out, optimistic fucking everything's going to be fine you know at the end of this year the fucking we're going there's going to be a, co- a pot of gold at the end of the fucking you know the end of fucking december we're going to be sorted that's the vibe he gives off and, I, and I, it, 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 his heart is in in the fucking most amazing place and to be fucking perfectly honest completely and utterly grounded me when i've needed to be grounded um seen me th- fucking go from one extreme to the other and this is a classic example right so i'm an absolute at this point i will say in the t-bar i'm in the depths of my depression by now he's come down you know to work with me and do what we said we'd always fucking do like scrubs you know the 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 tv program uh turk and fucking whatever his name is i can't remember it's jd turk and jd if we've always been like that um in the sense we'd love to have that kind of the banter that goes on um obviously i'm not being racist in any way shape or form um, but what I'm saying is we are, you know, we're, we, we always wanted that camaraderie, you know, and we, we, we know we have it. We've been fucking mates for years. So that was what it, the intention was. And then obviously he came down and I was in the depths of depression. I was in a fucking awful place. I was making fucking stupid decisions and he rode the fucking wave. He was like, fucking hell, mate. Um, I'm going to fucking hold on to you. We're going to go fucking surfing. If we fall off, we'll get back on. And he was there for the whole fucking journey. And, you know, that, that, that's the fucking, that's the beauty of having people around you that are with you at your, when they're with you at your darkest, your lowest fucking point, they deserve to be with you at the top. That's what it is. And that's what, you know, and that's why I stand by the fact that I will 100% always nurture him into places, into, into fucking the right roles of, you know, and all that jazz. Because I owe that to him, because he's always been there for me at my fucking lowest point. But anyway, and this is another thing. So we were sat there talking away, and uh, he was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna fucking start putting some money aside, and uh, you know, we're gonna look at getting a house so we can, you know, put it into a house and all this proper optimism." Um, because I I know for a fact that you know that it was becoming really difficult. You know, this you have to remember it was really difficult to get on the housing ladder. It's fucking impossible now. So I don't know how my children do it. And I turned around and went fuck off literally like that fuck off you won't save a fucking penny mate you will piss it up the fucking wall every weekend that's what i said and i remember this because i've got a fucking sterling memory and i sat there and i and and literally looked at me and went wow mate i suppose but no i'm gonna fucking try and you could see he wanted to argue with me you could see he wanted to go mate like literally i I could see it in his face he wanted to go that's a fucking dick move mate and he would have inst- he would have invoked an argument because I that's my that was that's my personality. I say I'm a fighter. That was an antagonizing an antagonizing thing that I used to do. And he would have sat there and he knows I would have gone. And then it would have ended up me just going fucking get out, you know. And and it, and it would have ended up in fucking terror. So what did he do? He sat there and he went okay, and then went off. And then when I fucking chilled out, I came back to him and went, "I was a fucking dick, mate. Sorry, really fucking sorry, mate." you be optimistic 
because I'd recognised this a couple of hours later because I wasn't quite as educated as I am now on the fact that I'm a fucking bellend. Now I know I'm a bellend. Um, so I fucking work and go, I, I need to apologise. There must be someone that I need to apologise to. There's no way in the world I've done a fucking full day without having to apologise to someone. That's fucking bullshit. Let me find someone now to offend so I can fucking say sorry. That's almost where I get to. It's, it's, I, sometimes it's fucking uncontrollable. So, and that's the type of dick move I was. And he's still there. He's still here. Still by my side. And that's why I do what I can for him. I will fucking always go like, you can do this. Let's fucking get you in this job. Let's do this. Let's fucking do that. We're going here. We're going to do this. Fucking right. I'll always drag him along. Because I'm like, dude, we're going to fucking experience life together. Because you were there and stood by my side when I was fucked. All right, granted, you know, we were in a grey area and I talk about how, you know, there wasn't... But when it counted, when it truly fucking counted, you know, when, when he could be there when it was there. And I've gone through those other elements. So, but do you know what I mean? I'm putting it, putting it in their generic terms. And I digressed massively there, but that just goes to show that's the type of dick move you make. When you're in a sad place, shit place, depressed, stressed, that's the type of thing you do. You're very negative. That's what you do. You argue with people. You put people down. You belittle them. If you, how many how many fucking site managers have you seen um, walking around and they're fucking bellowing at fucking people? And you look at them and you go, right, you know, I, I can see sometimes, you know, you've got to get your shit together, you know, but there's a way of fucking doing it, mate. Shouting at him and calling him every name under the fucking sun isn't going to work. What, you know, you're stressed so fucking talk it out. Let's go. We've got fucking deadlines. Let's fucking meet it or fuck off. You know, it's kind of like when you people don't understand and you see so much anger in people because you go like you're in a stressful situation. You shouldn't be there or you need to fucking take a bit of time out, upskill yourself to get yourself confident, whatever it may be. And you, you will see the difference in, a, in somebody who's confident, optimistic, fucking friendly, kind, fun. If you see someone like that, and this works across any gender, okay? All the fucking ones that are out there. It works across anyone. When they're fucking happy, they will help you. When they're unhappy, they're spiteful. They're fucking... They're, they're ready to chuck you under the bus. You're having arguments. You're kicking fuck out of people. You're fucking doing all this crazy, stupid shit. You turn into drugs. You turn into drink. You're doing fucking stupid shit over and over. Because you're not dealing with your fundamental problem. And that's why, and you sit back and you look back and you reflect with me on this. How many fucking times, when you've looked back at yourself now, I don't know if you, just just look back six months. Reflect on yourself. And then go, when have I not stopped talking? When have I been my fucking happiest? When have I been laughing and joking? If you can't say that, then you need to look a bit fucking deeper. If you can say it, Reflect quickly on that occasion. What was I doing? What was my build-up? How did I fucking... You know, how why was I in such a good mood? Oh, I had sex that fucking day. Oh, brilliant. Okay, then so... Well, okay, well, all men are fucking like that, don't they? But you may be like, okay, well, it wasn't that. It was actually intimate. It may have been fucking... You know, it may have been whatever. Cuddles involved, whatever. It may have been the fact that you just woke up and you had a cup of tea. Or maybe you, you went and saw a friend. Maybe you fucking... You know, you had a conversation with somebody that enlightened your day. And you go, okay, I ain't spoke to that person in fucking such a long time. That really made me happy. I need to do more of that. Do you know? Do you see what I mean in terms of... Um, actually analyse what i don't know why i went to sex by the way um so clearly it's on my fucking mind 
Um, <laughs> no, fuck, get off, mate. <laughs> not now. Wow. <laughs> Stop, James. I'm not doing anything again. I'm, I'm talking to you. So, yeah, but it's kind of, it's one of those things. When you're happy, when you're embedded in yourself, oh, God, get off the fucking subject. When you're, when you're happy, you're, you're doing positive things. You're not bitching and moaning about people. You're fucking going out with it. You're having fun. You're even jovial with your partner because how many times have fucking your partner had to tiptoe around you? Why, you know, you've been a fucking bellend all day probably and then you expect them at the end of the day to, to, you know, be intimate and fucking close with you or have a conversation. Like, no, mate, you've been a fucking prick all day. These are the. This is why we take accountability. This is why we look after ourselves. This is why we move forward. Because we want these good occasions. I keep I keep going back. You've got a very, very limited time of enjoyment. Before you're at an age where your fucking body wants to shut down and cripple. Or, you know, there's a very fine line between, you know, that, that, that big happiness window. So let's do what we can to be happy. Reflect on the good happiness. So every time you have, so I've had a good day today. Why I've had a good day, I told you. Reflected back on that. Log that in. Put that in the back of the archive. So I now know, if I'm feeling a bit shit, what do I need to do? I need to go and see people, obviously. Or I need to share something with somebody. Or, I don't know, whatever. Whatever it may be. It, I need to do more of that. Because that's what's making me happy. And that's what we do. We, we, otherwise, we go weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. And we build up. We stress ourselves out. We fucking plow into work. Because that's what we do as men. I fucking focus on work. Because that's the only thing I've got going for me that I can control. And we do all that shit. And then we just fucking draw it. You know, and then we wonder why at the end we're fucked. We're, we're ruined. We're crippled. We're fucking stressed. Depressed. Fucking angry. There's, there's carnage around us. World War fucking three. Russia ain't got fucking shit, is it, on what would happen when you, when you, when you let go and you fucking finally erupt. You may have been there. I know I've been there. I've a fuck. I mean, people don't know. People that know know that when I lose my fucking shit. If you've been there, and this is why I'm, I try to remain so fucking calm. Because when I've lost my shit, I've lost my shit. And so I never want to. And that's a, that's something I've learned the fucking... Not hard way. I'm not talking about prison or anything like that. What I'm saying is I've learned through shouting, loudness, fucking... You know, it's just obnoxiousness, swearing. You know, it's, it's I've learned from being a fucking bellend loudly, basically. And everyone that knows me knows that's not a place. So I And, and I'd like to think I'm considerably... I'm making considerable strides into into d developing myself so I can control those points because that's an important fundamental development for me and that's inwardly looking all the time so look around have a think have a think when the last time you were happy think oh when was I last happy why was I happy what did I do then actually reflect on it look inwardly to yourself and then go okay what was I doing okay I, that's a good thing log it analyze it a little bit you have to self-reflect it's so important i can't emphasize that anymore when you self-reflect and learn about yourself is when you start seeing true development for what you want now there's a there's a small window isn't there a small window of opportunity in fact i've got i did i did get this little video that i wanted to share with you but i don't know how it's gonna fucking play through if it if it plays through but it was a really really good video and it, it explains everything in like like finite detail. And I I'm just 
no I've, i'm gonna get it for the next one i'm gonna basically what it was was um it was just talking about depression and anxiety and sort of kind of t- trying to take it t- and, and the and the plus sides to taking control of it and we all understand that basically when i was doing a bit of research from the ages of 25 to 45 are your hardest years your absolute hardest years and that is common that is common with every single generation every single generation those those categories are for men are going to be the fucking most difficult because before 25 you don't give a fuck you're yum dumb and cu- fucking full of cum as i've told you you're bouncing around you don't give a shit you're bouncing off fucking walls you're climbing up fucking trees you're doing whatever you're in and out of jobs you you don't really fucking care unless you're one that was a little bit ambitious like me and i fucking did, i didn't I, I joined the military um but you are even then even when you're in the military you don't you still got that air of i don't i've got no fucks i don't care i'm 20 fucking five then you start getting into the realms of 25 and you start getting into relationships a little bit more career management and you start working your way through that path society starts then jabbing you in the fucking side and just giving you the old dig for a bill here and there then you have children and children absolutely fucking rinse your fucking world of money um and that's and and you're, you've got absolute pressures. There's so many pressures until averagely you get to 45, and that's normally when your children start flying the nest. You start getting a little bit more back in, and then you work towards a little bit of savings. And then you get to the rounds of like my parents, where they fuck off on holiday four or five times a year because they've got no commitment. They just can relax and enjoy life. And they say that the happiest people, the happiest generation. Is the one is cat is the one that shouldn't be the happiest, and that's the sixty fives. They shouldn't be the happiest because their fucking body's shutting down. They're fucking, you know, they're 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 possibly fucking, you know, getting all these ailments and stuff. But they're actually the happiest. So what we need to do is that category that is the toughest is start putting in these mitigations, start looking after our staff, start taking accountability, start looking out for the signs. Because like I said, if you're a happy man, you're talking, you're helping, you're pushing things forward. Whereas if you're not a happy man, you're putting up barriers, you're offering stress, you're turning to drugs, drink, copious amounts of alcohol, obnoxious attitudes, fighting, whatever it may be. It's all negative press. It's not what we need. So that and, and this is just me talking. This is just this is just spitting some riffs, as they, as they say. But that's what it's about. It's about looking after yourself, and that's what spurred me on to talk tonight. Was because I felt happy. I went. I need to spread a bit of joy, and I felt confident and I felt good. You know, I, 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 I'm you know, like I said, in, I'm still, I still suffer from the tiredness, etc., because my mind still massively overthinks. Um, even today, it was crazy today. I was sat in there, um, even though I was relatively, you know, in a relatively good mood. I was overthinking. I was sat there going, fucking hell, oh, God, I feel a bit chunky today. Oh, God. I... Why? I don't know. But that's the way my brain was going, oh, fucking hell, you know, Christ. And and all dinner time, I was sat there, like, rubbing my nose. I thought, have I got a bogey up my nose? Fucking hell, I've got a bogey up my nose. And then I would touch my fucking nose. And then everyone at the dinner table would start doing that. Because they'd be like, is he making a sign to say, like, I need to check? So there was fucking four of us around the table picking up, like, like discreetly flicking the nose to go. And what I was doing was I did it because I was nervous and I was like, fuck, have I got, have I got a bogey? I'm, 
are they looking at me? And then I touch my nose, and then my, you know, the next person would touch their nose, and then be like, fucking hell, are they both saying to me? Oh, what the fuck? And then before you know it, we were all doing this like three or four fucking times. I was like, right, are we fucking going? Because fuck, I can't keep picking my nose discreetly. But that's that's the overthinking. And even, I was even giving, I was even making them overthink. And that's the, see how it's easy and how infectious you can be. If you're nervous, you often offer that nervous, um, it's like me, for instance, like I know there's people, I, I've, uh, I've, I'm not, I'm quite confident at talking. Um, I've gone into situations where people haven't been confident and their nerves often project onto me because i'm like fuck why is he fucking nervous like shit man should i be nervous i'm not fucking nervous should i be nervous and then i go in and go like mate do you want me to help you out just to try and i try and alleviate his pressures to make him feel good and offer some sort of lifeline normally and he'd be like no nah, no nah, i've got this i'd be like fuck it if that's him fucking compass menace and that's him fucking loving it and he knows what he's confident because he doesn't want to utilize me he's not saying oh thanks mate he didn't even say like you know whatever i'd be like fuck what's happening to me and that's the nervous energy. That's why we project positivity. That's why we project happiness. What you project is what you receive. And and that's a really important message, I think, to, to, to finalise the, the evening with. Um, so thank you very much for listening to me. Um, loving talking to you. Like I said, engage with me on Facebook, people. Um, jump onto YouTube, leave a message. Uh, you know, jump onto Facebook, leave a message. Uh, asking me is there any specific topics anything you want to talk about let me know and uh chuck on a, a like comment and share um absolutely amazing if you could do that uh that'd be absolutely fantastic i'm like i said i'm on tiktok and all the other jazz um but thanks for listening i really appreciate your time i hope you're happy and like i said look out for those signs if you start seeing yourself a bit more talkative at the end of a day you feel a little bit more chipper actually reflect on it because that's when you start locking in why you're happy. You start going, okay, subconsciously, I need to do more of that because I'm in a good mood. And then you do more of it. And then before you know it, guess what it becomes, people? A learned habit. A fucking there it goes. It just, it's a cycle. It's a cycle. Everything's got a way of coming round and locking itself in to help you. And like I said, there's some tough decisions to make. If you're on the start of your journey, there's some tough decisions to make. But look, we get there. We will get there. It's a positive place to be. Let's try and all make ourselves happier in some sort of way. Yeah, that might be I can't I can't get away from the grind of fucking life because I'm that's a job, it's the only job I can get, etc. That's fine. But let's look at ways of making ourselves happy. Let's look at ways of getting involved and doing things that will spark us and make us feel a little bit better. There's no point in just drinking and doing drugs and fucking hanging out and doing stupid shit. There's no point in any of that bollocks. It doesn't get you anywhere. It's all negative press for you. Just remember that. Let's promote some positivity. Anyway, yep, digression again. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, I look forward to talking to you again soon. Take care. Look after yourself. Speak to you soon. <laughs>